Welcome back to another edition of Every Step of the Way Bible Study Discussion Group. Um, a little more information about us. We're more of a discussion forum. A group of brothers just get together every Tuesday and talk about the gospel, share the gospel, share scriptures. And we tie it in with real life situations and, and try to make it plain. And, and hopefully everybody can relate to it. And, and we try to just bounce things off each other and make it make sense to to the average man or even a seasoned, even a seasoned person in the word. So hopefully you enjoy it. It's the group discussion everyone wants more of. The type of conversation people want to be a part of. We share the gospel, scriptures, and we talk real life situations. You've heard us and followed us on Facebook Live. Now you can watch us right here on the Vision Live Network. The wait is over. It's now time for the Hour of Truth. Welcome to the Every Step of the Way Bible Discussion Podcast. The Real starts now. That you are the true and living God. Father, we ask now, dear God, that you go through the airways on tonight. Lord, go to every heart, every mind, every soul, and every spirit. Touch the very marrow on the mind and, and, and cut like a double-edged sword, Lord, that the word will penetrate our hearts, Lord. That, that, that we will use this word for your glory and for your honor. Father, now we ask that you touch the man of God that's going to come on tonight. Yes. Lord, give him a fresh anointing. Let a fresh anointing <laughs> fall on him anew tonight. Yes. Lord, touch him like you've never touched him before. And Father, we, 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 we know that as we come, Father, let the words of our mouth and the meditation of our heart be acceptable in your yes. sight, Lord, because you are our strength and you are our redeemer. Continue to use these mighty men of God for your will and for your purpose, because only what we do for you will ever last, Lord. And Father, as you go through these airways and the men and women that are listening on tonight, Lord, that somebody will, will, will come and ask, what must I do to be saved? What must yeah. I be know Jesus more intimately, have a personal relationship with them, even in times like this? Father, we just continue to give you the glory, the honor, and the praise. For us, in Jesus' name we pray, and let all God's people say, amen. 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 Man, what a, amen. What a powerful, powerful mm -hmm. prayer, Brother Joe. Powerful, powerful mm -hmm. prayer. Man, I'm so excited, man. You know, mm -hmm. um, brother, mm -hmm. brother Dakota and Brother Robert coming up on a year in March. I'm not sure quite what, what week, man, but mm -hmm. been on my heart. We knew it was time, but he he had stuff going on, on on Tuesday, but it was time for him to teach and and so he was ready when we asked him. And so with that being said, let's turn it over to Brother Dakota. Let's rock and roll, bro. Amen. Amen. God bless all you men of God on the night. Amen. It's an honor and a privilege. And I thank God for Brother Todd and um, asking me to, can I come on and teach? I've been wondering it myself. I said, man, I got with my pastor. I said, you know, I'll be on this Zoom meeting every Tuesday. I mean, with these guys and everybody has talked and led a Bible discussion. I said, I'm the only one who haven't done one yet. Right, and, right. Right. and they asked me, could I do one? And it's, man, it's like, hell on your business. I'm like, man, thank you, because I'm just still being obedient and whatnot. Right, uh, right, right, right. Talking to my pastor and let them know, because normally I'd be on, uh, right now they're having prayer service right now, on the phone and whatnot. But God bless, thank God, God made a way. God bless each and every last one of you. Uh, yeah, I think what you were mm -hmm. talking about, Brother Jerome, man, when you were saying one how God sees everything, and it reminded me of, Proverbs 15 and 3, 
when it says oh, the okay. eyes of the Lord are in every place. Okay, okay, okay. The good okay. and the evil. Amen. The good right. and the evil. Like you mm -hmm. said, can you, that man, mm -hmm. he does. He has to see that every day. And imagine for mm -hmm. thousands of years, he's been seeing that type yeah, of stuff. Yes, he has. Yes, he has. God and at the same time, yes. and at the same, beholding the good and evil, how many of them people, like you said, used to be us, how we done gave our life to Christ, living yeah. holy, bringing other people to Christ. He sees all that and witnesses that too. And yeah, whatnot, man. But yeah, but man, I can't imagine yeah being just seeing being surrounded by all of that. But yeah, but God does see that, man. And and as as Brother Todd was just saying about how beautiful the prayer was with our brother Clash, I wanted to say that that's why I wanted to talk a little bit about tonight about giving God our best. Do you mm -hmm. give God your best? And I'll be coming out of the book of Malachi in the first chapter. And if we have time, I do want to really open it up for discussion because I got some things that I honestly really do need to be believed and needs to be discussed about things. We need to stop saying, well, the Bible says this or the Bible says that, and it's totally misinterpreted. And I believe that can open up for a world of a discussion on that. As I was telling a brother, like Jerome said, we used to have friendly debates on here. Well, I think we can probably have one on tonight if we can get to that point about certain things. And I got scripture to back it up about some of the things that we've probably been saying for hundreds of years, but we've been wrong. But it sounds right when we've been saying it, but we'll get to that. In Malachi, in the first chapter, starting at the sixth verse, you know, when we're supposed to do stuff for God, we're supposed to give God our best. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Jesus right. died, he gave us his best. He gave us Jesus. Right, and if right, right, right. Less than that, that's not right. We're supposed to be giving our best praise, our best worship, our best prayers. Yes. yes. In Malachi, you had the priest, the priest mm -hmm. of all people, you know, when you make a sacrifice, because it's written in the book of Leviticus in chapter 22, right. verses 17 through 25, when a priest made a sacrifice, he was supposed to give the best animal. Right. Yeah. But right. these priests, right. we'll get into that. Look at verse six on Malachi, or if you don't have your Bible, I'll read it for you. Malachi chapter one, verse six. And it says, a son honors his father, a servant his master. If I be a master, where is my honor? Now, this is God talking. And if I be a master or if I be a father, where's my honor? If I be a master, where's my fear? Oh, you priests that despise my name. And you say, where have we despised your name? In verse seven, you have offered polluted bread upon mine altar. And you say, where have we polluted thee? The table of the Lord is contemptible. And you offer a blind sacrifice. Is that not evil? You were not supposed to bring an animal for sacrifice if it was blind, crippled, lame, mutilated, any type of blemish. You were supposed to get the best and sacrifice that to God. But these men were getting blamed. And he said, your governor, offer this to your governor. Will he accept it? Then how you going to get that to me? Right, right, right. He said, if, if he won't accept it, if your governor won't accept that, how do you think I'm supposed to accept that? So I come to you, mighty men of God. When we go to church, the word of God tells us we're supposed to come into church with thanksgiving. We're supposed mm -hmm. to come with praise on our heart and our mind. Right, right, right. Are we coming to church lazy? Are we coming in there? Are we giving a lazy praise? A lazy worship? Lazy praise? Mm -hmm. Even outside of the church? How's your lifestyle outside? You just left mm -hmm. the house of the Lord. Somebody cuts you up in traffic and now you want to throw up your middle finger. <laughs> come on now. Right, right, right. Step the house of the Lord. 
you just left it and now you mad because somebody didn't cut you off in traffic. But yet we get inside them four walls. It's easy to praise God up in there. But what about when you leave out of there? How about that when, you, when, when you're away from everybody? When somebody step on your $300 Jordans, what you gonna do now? <laughs> and all of that, huh? What you gonna do now? You got a scuff mark on your all white, pretty 300 and some dollar Jordans. What now? Man of God, Christian, are we giving God our best? Mm -hmm. I sometimes like to use, and before That's I good. open it up for discussion, he used Peter. Now we know Peter had one of his moments that was not his finest moment. When God told him that you will deny me three times, when you deny me on that third time, the cock is going to crow. Uh -huh. Peter said, I'll never do that. But, but see, God, see, Peter was ready to fight for God. And he said, let's go now. But God said, you're going to deny me. But yet, this is the same Peter that he says, uh -huh. this rock, yeah. will I build this church? Yes. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. The same Peter that was not at his finest moment during that time when he denied Christ. But yet mm -hmm. the same one, he said that upon this rock will I build my church. Now, Peter denied Christ. That was not his finest moment. What is our finest moments as Christians? Mm -hmm. If we bring somebody to Christ and we lead somebody to Christ, and if that's our finest moment, when was the last time you had a finest moment? Mm. When was the last time we led somebody to Christ? Has it been a week? Has it been a month? Has been over a year since you led somebody to Christ. Oh, that's good stuff. That's good stuff. Right. Are we giving God our Jesus, best? We pray before yeah. you go to bed. If you pray before you go to bed, which we should, mm -hmm. or we should be praying throughout the day. What kind right. of prayers are you offering up? Are they lazy prayers? Are you just praying for just a couple of minutes and then stop? You do the Lord's prayer and then stop? Jesus. You don't pray for the homeless? You don't pray for those that contracted COVID-19? You don't pray for those that are sick? What kind of prayers are we offering? When we go to church, are we worshiping God? You don't necessarily have to cry. You don't have to run around the church. But just like what George said earlier, that God looks at the heart. Are we giving God our best praise? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Jesus. Anybody want to respond to that about giving God mm -hmm. our best? Uh, I'm getting off this mm -hmm. call. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus. But I can't boy, 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 that boy. Look at toe, toes getting crunched up. Mm. I, I man, say, man. what, 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 what touched me is the Jesus. praise aspect, and I, and, mm -hmm. it, and it got me wondering how did mm -hmm. knowing what you just said, how did the mm -hmm. praise element of church get suppressed? Mm -hmm. So when I say drastic, it it got suppressed drastically. Like, like, cause I remember as a little boy, we was taught that be quiet, and that's the opposite of what praise is. Right, 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 right. You can't even yes. talk for three hours when we should be praising, and we should have been, we should be imploring our kids to 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 lift their voices and and scream and shout and all those things. So how did that get suppressed so bad? Cause somebody told a great lie, said it don't take all that. Yeah. Oh, right. come on now, come on, yeah. brother. That's the great lie that has been told within church. It don't take all that, man. Yeah, like, right. And he sent for the ark of the Lord, and he danced so hard that he danced all his clothes out. Right. That's right. Mm -hmm. His wife went and apprehended him and told him, you uncovered yourself. You reveal your dignity. He told her point blank. 
If it comes to praising the Lord, I'm gonna get even more undignified than this. Dignified. Right. Amen. So right. full of dignity and pride in the church and saying it don't take all that. It's why we see we have quiet services. But it takes. Wow. So it's, it's, amen. David it's, danced, like you said, Brother Glenn. That brother danced, he was not ashamed. He didn't care. That brother danced and he came out of his clothes. I think like so Fred Hammond. Like David dance. So, mm -hmm. so you as far as praise in the church, so are we limiting praise just to inside the four walls? No, no, we shouldn't. Mm. Oh, no. <laughs> I think that's... sometimes we get caught up with inside the four walls. Amen. And, and, and we get caught up with that with a lot that mm -hmm. if it if it ain't happening inside the four walls, then then something wrong. But mm -hmm. Everything can't happen inside the four walls. Amen. Yeah, right. your heart is not dedicated to the four walls. Right, correct. Your heart Amen. is supposed to be dedicated to God. And, right, 24 and, at all times. Yeah, yeah. I, and that's what sometimes I, I can say this, and, and I think and I feel that I can be 90% right that so much has been put on the four walls that people lost the sight of true worship and praise, mm -hmm. which is right. on the inside of a man. Mm -hmm. Amen. Your expression's on the outside, but I think so much has got caught up inside of the four walls that we lost that. Mm -hmm. that that's good. Praise. Everybody I think praise, it don't because. become a focus. We didn't, we didn't really, I'm, I'll be 51 in May. Right. And I can honestly say that I, I don't my understanding of praise and worship is less than 10 years old. Right. Me and Prentice went to church together. Right. <clears throat> so if you call it praise and worship and I'm not knocking anybody, I'm just being honest. What we've went through every Sunday. How can I take that through Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday and 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 try to build up rejoicing and and you know what I'm saying getting songs in my head to feel good about it because the songs that we heard um they were more on the depressing side than rejoicing and jubile they wasn't jovial and upbeating to mm -hmm. me praising praising to me is giving giving it all let it all hang out so a lot of times we didn't we didn't focus on praise and worship until we headed towards church so like you said them four walls when we can praise and worship anywhere in our car and our, on our job. That's right. But everywhere. If you, if you look at look at uh uh David. <clears throat> David wasn't in the sanctuary. Amen. Amen. David, David mm -hmm. was ushering in the presence of God. And when he was ushering the presence of God into the temple. Out of his out of his relationship that he had that he has with the father, that's where that praise came from. It wasn't by the building, right? Mm -hmm. the, the praise was manifested out of his relationship with the father, and that's how it should be with Charles. The walls, the walls, <coughs> should mean that that's my place of praise my place of praise should be within my relationship with christ because i possess 
the Holy Spirit on the inside. I possess the glory of God on the inside. I possess the presence of the Holy Spirit. And that should be enough for Charles to praise no matter where he's at. Amen. 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 What's up, family? How y'all doing? What's up, Dan? Dan? God bless you, man. Hey, hey. Man. So I think uh uh I haven't always been in church my whole life. You know, music kind of helped me get into church. So I my what 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 my perception is I think nowadays we we praise and worship is more of a technique now versus more of a lifestyle, more of more of an experience. And I think that's why we get away from praise and worship. Praise and worship is not just hollering and screaming. Praise and worship is talking to God, hand yes. um, dancing, instrumentation. Uh, it's all different kinds of things. Uh, it's like a reverence and respect. But I think in today's church, we use praise as a technique. Oh, this is praising if you're jumping up and down. Or if you you're hollering and screaming uh, in in today's church, I think we have to get like 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 we've all said uh, back to relationship, right? And, and whatever fits to your you know Ty, yours might be hollering and screaming, right. mine might be playing my instrument, mm -hmm. uh, it might be you know words. Uh, it's just all different things. I don't think I think we have made like you were saying back in the old you know early church. We've made it to where, like when we were little, or some of y'all, you know, some of y'all older than me, when we were little, we were taught to be quiet or, or certain things of that nature. So I think it's a lot of it's commercialized. I think it's like, like, like Dakota said that, um, uh, that, that we've been told things and we only do them because that's what we were told. Um, and a lot of it ain't even true. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Or it's not biblical. Let me say not true, but not biblical. So mm -hmm. yeah, I think I think for the most part that that praise and worship is more of a technique these days versus an experience with God. Yeah. Next question: Can we say that praise and worship is like having a conversation with God? And the reason I ask that question, if it goes back to the conversation Jesus says about they that worship the Lord must worship Him in spirit and in truth, mm -hmm. and the Lord seeks such to worship Him. And when you're giving praise and you're giving worship, you're giving reverence to God. Mm -hmm. And right. in that, the Bible says he inhabits the praise of his people. Right. So mm -hmm. if he inhabits, that means he comes into agreement and encompasses your praise. Mm -hmm. So when you are praising in the truth, it opens up a two-way street, a transference between you and God. And the reason I say that, if I'm praising God and if praise is acceptable in his sight, then he will come inhabit it. Right. And when he inhabits your praise, that's when he starts to move in your situation. So I, I, I pose that question to ask, is it a conversation that we're having where we're in praise and worship? And as Darren said, there are many expressions mm -hmm. that can be praised. Mm -hmm. that can fall under worship right uh there's, there's there's a laugh worship there's a crying worship there's a running there, there's a shout there's a dance there's so many different types of of worship i right. think what has happened it goes into when jesus writes a letter to the seven churches he writes to church he tells them that you've got doctors and lawyers but there's no spirit mm -hmm. and when there is no spirit there is no praise there is no worship and I think, and we see now, as Prentice was saying about the four walls, the four walls have become so important about filling it mm -hmm. that we feel like if we allow people to express themselves in a way 
that does not bring dignity to the four walls, it's like people lose respect and they fall off. Is that plausible? Amen. Mm -hmm. I think somebody, you know, people figured out a way to, you know what I'm saying? Like, and it's not just today, it's, it's something that has, has, has cycled itself over and over again. Um, you know, you can go, this is a whole different rabbit hole, but you know, people figured out how to make people, you know what I'm saying? Give money in and, and, and control what they do. Um, and the way you, you know what I'm saying? The way, the biggest thing was to control people with religion and faith. Um, so a lot of it stems off of that. And that's why you have a lot of people that think that the church only want money. And then we try to put so many rules and regulations on things that's not even biblical. So right. yeah, you could say that, yeah. And as far you know, as you say, you know, it became so indoctrinal because it mm -hmm. became about money, it became about status, it became about having the biggest church, the most members. And the the truth of the word fell by the wayside. And when the truth of the word falls by the wayside, it's hard to praise in a place where there is no spirit. Yes. Um, if you look at it, I'm trying to remember what story it was, where they told it was actually is in song. And they told the children of Israel, said, sing us one of your songs. You in captivity now, sing us one of your songs of praise. And they say, how can we sing the songs of Zion in a strange land? Uh -huh. Church has now become a strange land because the truth of what it was originally intended for has fell off to the wayside. But it goes back to the question that Dakota asked. What are we doing in the spirit of excellence? Are we following the rules that God has set forth so that we can lead people to Christ? Are we following the rules we think he's laid for so that we can make our church big? Mm. Mm. What's some thoughts? Amen. Because there are many ways to worship, like you were saying, be it crying, be it running. And we have to get to the point where we don't be judgmental. If somebody take off running, don't think it's just an act or a show. You don't know what that individual done been through. Right. You right. don't know what word right. or what song done struck a chord where they just take off in a run or take off in a dance. And whatnot, whatever the case, they worship in their own way and whatnot. Just like Brother Darren. Brother Darren has gifted and anointed hands to play a guitar. That can be his way of worshiping God through song, through playing that guitar. And if he's good, if you blessed to do that, because many people can't play a guitar like you last said, I didn't seen you, brother, on, on on social media, man. And you can pick that bad boy and whatnot. When you play it, man, you playing that bad boy for God and you giving God your best. And that because you gifted to do that. And like I say, if you're gonna give, we're gonna give God our we got to give God our best. It says in the book of uh what Lamentations that every morning we have new mercies. New mercies are new every morning. God mm -hmm. gives us new best every day. He's not giving us old mercies, not used mercies. They are new every morning, the word says. The least we can do is give God our best, whatever it not just inside the church, like I said, outside of the four walls at home. Loving on your wife, are you giving God? Are you giving your wife your best? And I have an example about that. How in the world? And me and Price was talking about this today. And the, and the brother, he's a mighty man of God and whatnot. I don't know, if, uh, Glenn, but his name is Balknight, Freddie Balknight. I'm quite sure yeah. you don't mind, but um, he goes to Miracle Deliverance out there on the Prescott Street, man. But he was telling the brothers one day, man, how him and his wife got into it one Sunday morning, not hardly speaking to each other. And maybe some of us married folks have been through this. They didn't got into it. Now, he go to church, he hugging and laughing with everybody else, but ain't saying nothing to his wife. 
And she came up to me and him and said, because, you know, we all claim to be Holy Ghost filled. <laughs> she came up to him and literally called him. She said, hold, hold on a minute, Holy Ghost filled. How you going to go in here and hug all these people over here and you can't hug and talk to me? And what not like that, but, but things like that happen. Sometimes married couples get into it on their way to church and things of that nature. Now, yes. If we go in that church, can we give God a true worship and praise if we mad, if we mad at our spouse and all of that type of stuff? We got to come on. That's why I say we got to enter his courts with Thanksgiving because God deserves our best and nothing less. That's all I'm saying. Outside of the church, whether we on a Monday or a Tuesday on today, we can't like uh, Brother Todd would say, how can it carry over like that from what do we get on Sunday? How can that carry over into Monday and, and Tuesday? We got to continue to stay in our word. We got to continue to pray. We got to continue to worship. We have to. If you stop, then it can't carry over. Then flesh should be getting uh, taken over. Because, you know, the old saying, whatever you feed is going to grow. Whatever yeah. you feed church right. you've got to continue and keep that going you've got to whatever the word was about go home and read it some more continue right. that's why we got to write you got to keep notes so you know where the pastor was coming from or whatever the case may be don't go into church without a pen and pad it's good to keep that stuff so you can have a journal and keep notes and write down stuff whatever appeals to you we got to do that and when that that's how it carries over we got to continue to sing them songs throughout the day or what you just heard and whatnot but we got the bottom line here is like the priests offering God polluted sacrifices, they knew better. We mm -hmm. know better. We can't be giving God lazy praise and lazy worshiping and whatnot. We can't go to church just, like I said, for a check in the box, just so you won't hear your mic, because your mama wants you to come to church. You just come in there just so she won't fuck. <laughs> right, it, right, it can't be like right. that. You got to be sincere when you go there. Look to get something out of it. Like they say, don't leave the same way you came in. You should right. be stronger. Be stronger when you come out. You've got to give it your all when you get in there. Give it your best. Don't be falling asleep, being lazy, and all of that type of stuff. We've got to give God our best. You can't be staying up late on Saturday night and then get up early on Sunday and thinking you're going to stay awake through a sermon. You ain't going to do it. Your eyes going to get heavy. Is that giving God your best when your eyes is getting heavy in the house of God? Mm -hmm. How about if you're reading your word at home? <laughs> How many of us have been reading our word and then fell asleep? How many of us have been praying? How many of us been praying on our hands and knees and we didn't drop that head down and then fell asleep? Why are we praying? Uh -huh. It's just a question. I know what the question is. Do we give God our best all the time? No, we don't. All I'm saying is we got to do better. Don't be like the priest offering God lazy stuff, blame stuff, blind, lame, because you know better than that, especially us as seasoned Christians and those that are on the outside listening to this. Hopefully they can get some out of this. Okay, now when I go to church, I'm going to pay attention. I'm not going to be sleepy. I'm going to listen to what the pastor say. I'm going to ask questions in Sunday school or whatever the case may be. But let's not get, uh, let's not be lazy Christians because God wasn't lazy when it came to you. All of us at one point in time was on a highway to hell and God still yet saw fit to keep us around here long enough that we can give our life to Christ. The least we can do is give him our best praise and our best worship, and our best lifestyle that we live every day outside of the four walls, because he's worthy. Mm -hmm. And that's Amen. why worship, that's why praise and worship is very important in church, um, because I, I went to a seminar, uh, and, it, and the guy was, uh, I forgot his name, because I don't want to take credit for what he said, um, but praise and worship is very important um, in, in, in a church setting, 
because it, it, what it what what praise and worship does as far as it, it returns us to our natural state in the spirit realm um mm-hmm. because our natural state is to praise and worship god because we're made in his likeness and his image so our praise and worship is to uh when we praise and worship it is almost like it gets us back in alignment and allows us to connect and have that conversation like you were saying uh brother glenn as far as that two-way connection so god can speak to us and his spirit can dwell in the habit the area without praise and worship the pastor would just be a therapist he just kind of people feel good for a second and then when they leave it doesn't i mean it doesn't apply but the praise and worship allows god to download into you and to help you um to help you and to help you throughout the week you know what i'm saying because god knows we need that spiritual realignment just like your car would need an alignment at some point we all need that spiritual alignment because we all come from different walks of life we all have different types of weeks we all have moments to where we feel down or what we where we feel we've sinned or we've done things but praise and worship allows us to realign ourselves spiritually in order to receive the word so it all it all connects together so yeah amen bible reading should be daily prayer should be daily worshiping god should be daily there's 24 hours in the day you can't give no time to god before you know it you sleep in and went to bed without cracking open your bible without telling god thank you let's not be when you wake up in the morning are you too lazy to say thank you for another day and whatnot i mean just a little simple things and meaning and whatnot meaning when you say thank god for another day do you know how many people didn't wake up this morning Mm-hmm. People got plans for tomorrow. How many people not gonna make it past midnight tonight? Brother Glenn, was, uh, not brother, uh, brother Jerome, just saying, and like brother Joy, they know the area that he's talking about. We've all seen areas like that. Somebody's not gonna make it tonight, and it don't have to be in a high crime area. It can be in a, a, a affluent neighborhood. Things happen in them neighborhoods too. But somebody not yeah. gonna make it tomorrow. Somebody got right. plans. So be thankful when you say, "I thank God for another day," and just don't say it just as lip service, but mean it from the heart. And while you are up, what are you gonna do? What are you going to do? What are you going to do about this day? Are you going to give God your best today? When you go to work today, are you praying for those? Are you praying for people who despitefully use you, as the word tells us to in Matthew 5 and 44? Are you praying for somebody who you know that don't like you? Are you praying for them? Are you praying for somebody? If if somebody was to do something to you and they get fired or have an accident, are you happy now about that? Because somebody didn't did you wrong? And then you're going to take the scripture and misuse it? Touch not my anointed and do my prophet no harm. I do my prophet no harm and don't touch my anointed. You shouldn't rejoice if somebody does something bad to you and something happens to them or they have an, uh, an unfortunate accident. As a true man or a true Christian of God, a Christian, you should not be happy when things happen to other people just because they did you wrong. The Amen. Bible tells you to pray for your enemies and despitefully. I'm not saying that's easy, but we have to do that. The word says so. Yes, it does. To pray for them. That's what I'm saying. That's that's giving God your best. And that if you don't do that, then that's just being petty because somebody then did you wrong. You got to continue to pray for people. You got to pray for lost souls. You got to. That's giving God your best. Praying, praising, magnifying, worshiping, giving God your best, leading people to Christ through your example. How many times we just said it? You are the only Bible that some people is going to read. You are the only one that they're going to see. You're the only Jesus that some people are going to see, a representation of Jesus. The word says we are ambassadors. We are representatives of Christ. He chose you for a reason. All Christians are the same. They all fake. Well, they need to see somebody who's not fake. Come they on, need huh? to see somebody who's standing on the word of God. Don't right, take me into right. the thought that all Christians are fake. They are the same. 
all church is all about money. You be that one Christian where they'll say, no, well, I know this one brother. He ain't nothing like that. He a little different. He's a true man of God. Hallelujah, God. And they see that through your example. Be that guy. Be that person. Be that Christian. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. I think oh, we got... Yes, sir. Let me ask you something. Why, why is it that it, it appears that we're not fearful enough for not giving God our best? Because you know where you at. Talking about me. Talking, talking about me. I know I can pray more. I know I can read more. I know I can share the gospel more. I, I know I search that option to go talk to that. Why, why aren't we fearful enough of not giving God our best? Because we know we do it. Well, let me tell you about the story in Genesis. The story in Genesis is about two brothers. Genesis chapter 3, Cain and Abel. The Bible said that they both made sacrifices unto God, but God rejected Cain and mm -hmm. received Abel. And he even asked Abel, he said, why your confidence changed? Why, why are you mad? Mm -hmm. and because don't you know if you'd have done the same thing Abel done, I would receive yours too. And, and what Cain did was exactly what Dakota's talking about. He gave a half-hearted sacrifice. He didn't give the best of the best. Now, the reason why we're not so fearful also happened in Genesis. Remember when the serpent told Eve, when you eat from this fruit in the garden, you shall surely die? And, right. and, and he said, you shall not surely die. We don't suffer the consequences right away. And because Amen. we don't suffer the consequences right away, we feel we can keep doing it. That's and good. we don't have to give yeah. up because I didn't get struck down. I didn't get rejected. I didn't get this. I don't think we ever take the opportunity to understand what maybe we didn't get the full blessing because we gave a half-hearted uh, sacrifice. Right, right, right. Yeah. Amen. That's where Amen. that comes from. We, we give half-hearted um, sacrifice to God and then we get a half-hearted result and then we get mad that we didn't get everything we asked for. Did you give everything that was in you? Did you go to him with, with truth and sincerity? with the perfect sacrifice. The Bible said that a good sacrifice is a sweet smelling savor and it's not good. Did he smell it or did he smell it and reject it? Mm. What does it smell like? We both know what a bad smell does to our nostrils and makes us weird back. Is it thing that we're giving to God so bad that it makes him sit back? Or does he, like when you walk in, you smell mama chicken fry, you walk into the kitchen with <laughs> it all up. That's right. It's the real of it that we don't immediately suffer um, consequences. So right. we don't care about the sacrifice. Right. Jesus. I think that's an excellent answer. Yeah. Because, like you said, we probably don't, and we don't get the punishment that we deserve. Mm -hmm. I was saying, like what, just imagine, like what Jerome was saying earlier, what God sees. Imagine I'm waking you up. I'm giving you breath to breathe. I'm the reason why you walk and why you doing everything, but yet you're not talking to me. You're right. not telling me thank you. Yeah, right. Everything else, you're giving everybody else all kind of praise and doing this, but not saying nothing about me. Right. So, I mean, you like I'm saying, and, and that's because, and we know better. Like the priest knew better that was offering them foul sacrifices. It's, different. it's one thing if you don't know better. But as being seasoned Christians, we know better. Just like what Brother Todd said, we know what we should be doing. We know that. But this what guy, do you do if you don't know better? 
But that's what I'm saying. I, if you don't know, like if you don't know, you don't know, but you have to be taught. Now, if you just come, like I'm saying, hopefully that people that's listening on the outside can hear what we're talking about. Like you said, if you don't know no better, that's why when you're babes in Christ, that's why I say you got to continue to read. You got to continue. We got to keep going to church. You got to keep getting that feeding. Hopefully you're getting some good teaching at your church that you, where you will know better. Because how else are you going to know unless you stay active, unless you stay into it? If you Hold don't on, Nicole. Yeah. Hold on, Nicole. Excuse me. Friend, what else you had? Like you had something else with that. It was That was almost a two-part thing. Yeah, it was. Well, <laughs> my only, well, the only reason I asked that particular question was, and, 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 and I know he's talking to us on this call mm -hmm. right here, but if I was that person that was the baby Christian or someone trying to find my way, I'd turn y'all off. <laughs> right, right, right. I, right. I, I hit, I hit the delete. What? Oh, I go, I, I go talk to somebody else. Right, but right. and because that's what some people are. Let's be real. That's what some right. people are at that particular point because they, they, they haven't learned what the mm -hmm. code is speaking of. Okay. They haven't learned what we are talking about. And that's where that nurturing comes in from someone like us, mm -hmm. um, where, where we can't leave, excuse me, we can't leave everything up to someone standing in the pool right. pit. Right, mm -hmm. right. Because if it's a if it's a young Christian or whatever, they may not feel like talking to the person standing in the full pit. But right, right. I I know Glenn. I me me and Glenn not talk, so I can go talk to Glenn. All right, and without yeah. all of the pomp and circumstance. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah. Or being fearful of what what might be said to me. Right, 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 right. You know, uh, and I think I think that's why Jesus. Remember when he sent the seventy out by twos? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. He, he sent them. He said, "Whatever house you go into." It, he wanted us to have more intimate conversations outside of church. He mm -hmm. talked to them in the synagogue, but he sent them out two by two. And right. That, like you're saying, Prentice, it is more relevant to have more intimate conversations with people outside of a church setting right. to help their right. understanding. It helped me. And so I mm -hmm. get it. I, I agree 100%. Because that's the church setting is, excuse me, man, the, for all intents and purposes, the church setting for the, the person that Prentice is talking about is extremely intimidating. Yeah, right. it's, right. it's, it's intimidating. You start thinking about some of the words that are used in the Bible. You know what I'm saying? We feel less than because I don't feel like I know anything in the Bible. So it's very intimidating for, for a babe or someone who's just curious. So that's a, that's a very undiscussed thing, but it is. It's very intimidating. So sometimes right. it might take someone, they might have to encourage themselves even just to come to talk to Glenn or to draw one of us. Because of the intimidation factor. Right. Well, I'm going to jump in. Um, I've been listening to you guys, and I haven't said much, but <clears throat> I thank God for grace. Mm -hmm. Because mm -hmm. listening to you guys tonight, I can't do what y'all are saying. I can't always get it right. 
even when I know the right things to do, I still can't get it right. Uh-uh. I try. I, I mean, I'm about to break down. I'm, 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 I'm stuttering through this, guys, because you're not just talking about somebody. Prentice, I love what you said, man, because you're not talking about a baby in Christ. You're talking about Jerome. Uh-huh. You're talking about me right now, man, right, because right. I get intimidated by some of the things y'all said. I feel like all of y'all are just so much better at this than I am because I fight so hard, man, to try to do the right things. And I still struggle with them. Every day, I have to stay in. Y'all hear how I talk about how I have to study? I have to study, man, because sometimes, man, evilness lives with me. My my mind scares Mm -hmm. me the way I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm literally, if it wouldn't be for the grace of God, there's no telling what Jerome boy to do. And that's real. I'm being real with you. Oh, yeah. You know I'm right there. I'm just being honest and real about who I am, man. Seriously, God keeps me under control to a certain degree because I try my best to follow him. But sometimes I feel like a loose cannon, but God reels me back in. Right. I don't right. go that far, but I can see why there are so many guys in jail. I could be one of them. Right. Mm-hmm. I can right. see how they end up there at the spur of the moment. Yeah. Because like Dakota said earlier, what you going to do if somebody step on your Jordans or somebody, you know, pull off in front of you and what you think at that moment when they do that? But some people can't control it at that moment and they go too far. Well, Jerome thinks that. Jerome thinks that. I had that happen to me today, man. A dude, a dude pull out in front of me and I'm sitting here thinking, God, forgive me, God, forgive me, because I'm thinking. And then he sticks his finger up at me. <laughs> now the old Jerome ready to pull up beside him and, and you know, and get stupid. But the God that's trying to control me now saying no. So when I when I hear you guys, you know, sounding like y'all got this thing under control, I can honestly tell you that it's a battle for me. And that's all I want to say. I think Every it's a battle for all of us. Everybody's mind is a little different. Well, and, and that's the way I see it. Um, you, you may be thinking about reacting right then. I be thinking about how I'm gonna follow him and really wreck his life in somewhere down the road. And, and, and God has to control that also. Because I might not see you today, but I may see you somewhere down the line. And, and see, that's the, that's the scary part to me and, and even dealing with. And, it, and, it, and it's, somebody said it earlier, it's, or Jerome, you just said it, it's only by the grace of God yes. that we sit here on this Zoom call and can even discuss this. Jesus. Nobody on, I don't care, nobody on here has it perfect. No. We are imperfect people trying to serve a perfect God. Amen. And we Amen. just trying to get it right. We just trying to wake up in the morning is when he when he when he nudges you in the morning and tell you it's time to wake up. We trying to start over a new day to hope we don't mess up like we might have did before we laid down. Yeah, yeah. Amen. All right, we want to try to grow a little bit before we, you know, during that day because I know if I don't have him in me, I'ma mess it up mm-hmm. every yeah. time. Right, right. I got this question. Somebody, excuse me, excuse me to go. Somebody um, sent me a message. They had a question. 
And the question says, how do you truly know if you are praying for someone who may have done you wrong, mean, no malice, no resentment, or anything in your spirit? How do you know that you pr you properly praying for someone that has done you wrong? You mean, do, how do you know if you've forgiven your, them so pray for them? Yes. The way you know that you have forgiven somebody, rather you're praying for them or even in a life, is that when you remember the situation that caused you to have animosity with them in the first place, mm -hmm. and it doesn't bring up the same anger in you that it first did. Right. I like yeah. that. When you are going, when you're truly praying for somebody, you're praying for forgiveness, you know forgiveness is happening because it's ongoing. Because and when you can look at that thing and it don't make you just as mad as the first time it happened. Mm -hmm. it, it, you're going to remember, it's like getting a scar. You remember the pain of the scar when it first happened, but now that it is healed, it doesn't hurt you like that. And that's the same thing with situation of forgiveness. The more you forgive somebody as time goes on, the less it hurts. So if you're not as angry as it was, as you were when it first happened, you're forgiven. Right. That's good ass. Good ass. Take a step further too, because it happened to me. And I think once you pray about it, you get that under control. Now, when you see the person the next time, you're able to talk to them. Yes. Able to fellowship with them with no right. malice. With no malice. That's okay. good. Good answer, guys. Good answer. It's good stuff. Good night tonight. What um, that what Jerome and Prentice were saying. <clears throat> those are testimonies right there. When you have that relationship with God, you know how you were, or how you used to be. You know, if somebody cut you off in traffic, you probably used to follow that joke until he get off the offering and whatnot and to let him know about it and whatnot. Or somebody, and you know where they live, you're not hiding behind a bush waiting on them to come out the door and whatnot because they have done you wrong or whatever the case may be. You're not that guy no more. That's why I said God chose you for a reason. You know who you are. And continue to ask God to help you with anger. And that's, I mean, it's, that, that, it's just pretty much as simple as that. It's not easier said than done. Father God, help me this day that I don't lose control. Continue to be with me. Continue to help me. Help me to overcome my weaknesses or whatever the case. Nobody knows you better than God. And you know yourself. You know what you're capable of doing. Just like mm -hmm. what you said, the brother slipped, flipped off his middle finger. What Jerome would have did 15 years ago, somebody slipped that middle finger at you and whatnot. Look what you done did today. That mess gone and whatnot. You're here on the Zoom meeting. Praise God for that. You can get a testimony how God used you. That's no easy feat. A lot of people, you flip off a middle finger, that's a fight for some people and whatnot, because we all know what that means when that happens. Somebody flipped you off or stepped on your shoes or whatnot, just like what Prentice said, what would you go do out there? I might not see you today, but I might see you tomorrow and whatnot. <laughs> you got to ask God to continue to help you in those areas right there. He delivered you for a reason. He called you off the streets for a reason. It's now time for us to be that example to others, people that are watching this. Right. Long, first of all, that's the first thing that you're praying for somebody that you don't like. That's number one. Thank God you're doing that. At least you're talking to God about that individual mm -hmm. and praying for that individual. Because if you didn't care for him, you wouldn't be praying for him at all. So at least you are praying for him. And just like you, Glenn said it the best, as long as you, until you got no animosity in him. Jerome just said, if you can see that person the next day and talk to him, yes, sir. That's it. I told you, me and my sister-in-law didn't talk for six months because we cussed each other out over TV that she changed and I was at her house. I'm watching the Lakers and she turned the channel and I got pissed off and we cussed each other out. I didn't speak to that woman for six months. Because where was that? That was over the summertime, way back in 2003. That was over the summer. I got saved in November that year. 
Right, I didn't see right. her for like the next month. And she came up to me coming to the job and she said, and she heard it because naturally I told my brother, because that's my sister-in-law. And she said, I heard you done got saved now. And I went to her, kissed her on the cheek, and I told her to forgive me and whatnot. And we've been tight ever since, ever since and whatnot. The point is, like I said, we created like I said, Christ chose you for a reason. Everybody, that's why I said it's a wide road of destruction and only a narrow road, only a few go beyond that. The wide road of destruction, that, this ain't for everybody, sadly. Everybody's not going to be saved. Everybody's not going to make it in heaven. They're not. That's why there's only a few on that straight and narrow because everybody can't do this thing. Some people can't forgive. They can't let things go. They don't never give up a grudge. You can't make it in like that. You can't live your daily lifestyle as a child of God with, with hatred. And that's why you got to ask God to remove it from your heart. I'm not saying it's going to happen today, not going to happen tomorrow, but ask God to work on you every day to get this out of your heart. You know who you're mad at. You know who you got issues at, or issues with. You know you need to forgive that person. And don't let the devil trick you and tell my God knows your heart and whatnot. No, don't do that. Please, you pray. You ask God for forgiveness to work on me. I still got something in my heart. There's something about that person. Every time when I see him, I clench my teeth up. You as a child of God, we can't do that. You got to ask God to help you in that area. Mm -hmm. You just have to. You have to. Because the word says, how can I forgive you if you can't forgive them? And don't be tricked into thinking that God knows your heart and whatnot, and you're going to make it in anyhow. No, you're not going to make it in with an auto on your heart. you got to forgive people. You have to in order to make it in. Our Savior did it, and don't be the, I ain't Jesus. I know you're not Jesus, but our Savior did it. He expects you to do the same. Amen. And that's what Amen. we have to do. And that's what we have to do. Jerome says something powerful. As men and women of God, people that walk this life every day, there, we're not going to get it right every day. We're, yeah. we're not going to feel like we get it right every day. And there are going to be days that test our own understanding of who we are in Christ. A lot of A lot of I mean, honestly, a lot of them. Things are going to test your faith. You, you're going to come through. And I don't want people to get discouraged because you say now and stuff still bothers you. Right, come on, right. Bother you. Paul talks about that thing from, from uh, Romans 5 all the way up through 8. Mm -hmm. talking about he's talking about exactly that can't that just can't do it right, right and i ain't figured it out yet <laughs> he, like, he tells you like look i'm an apostle of apostle called by the will of god and i still yeah, want to get it right. amen remember this is the dude that got put in jail for bringing somebody to church that was the reason he was thrown in jail mm -hmm. It's because he took some Gentiles in the sanctuary and the Jews got mad. Right. So, <laughs> you're not going to get it right on this road every day. Nobody does. And, and even God knew we wouldn't. How do I know that God knew that we knew? He sent Jesus. That's right. Yeah. Sacrifice. That's who got it right. So that when we fail or we fall short, we got mm -hmm. a propitiation. That's what, it, that's what it is. The perfect sacrifice. The one that right. took out Man, Jerome, I tell you right now. Also, uh, Jesus. <laughs> also, too, I wanted to say uh, uh, to to what to what Clintus and uh, Jerome said. Um, I felt that way too um, when I when I first started, you know, uh, advancing. Let me say my walk with, with Christ. But in all actuality, brother Jerome, like you kind of 
you you actually doing it the right way because the Bible says to crucify your flesh daily. Right. right. Mm -hmm. And and what you're doing is not an enemy wants you to feel like you're not adequate or you are you are insufficient or you are or you ain't you ain't as godly as you say you are. But in all actuality, he doesn't want you to realize that, hey, I'm crucifying this flesh daily. And I, I promise you, if Jesus could tell you getting stabbed in the side with somebody else wasn't no sexy feeling either. Um, right, right, right. And if he could probably got down, he probably would have got down. Um, but 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 that's that's the beauty of it. I think we have to do a better job at under letting people know what salvation is. It, it doesn't dehumanize you like you're still going to be a sinner. <laughs> uh, we still we still you're still going to be a sinner. You're still going to have these things. But we have to again, it's all a revolving circle that we just have to continue to be um, an example and 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 be an example to these people who like princess say who don't don't know nothing about the Bible. And we got to stop expecting expecting throwing Bible at people um in scripture and thinking that they'll understand it because i say this is you can't expect anybody to have a relationship uh have or respect anything you know or receive anything when they don't have a relationship with it you're not you can't expect me to care about the bible i don't have a relationship with god so you can't automatically assume that everybody's gonna receive it the same way that's why it's up to us to be like brother jerome brother prentice brother glenn Dakota todd mr charles like everybody on here um to be examples to where they can relate um and they can they can relate and we we are that are are seasoned you know i guess consider it seasoned or more dance christian i don't know if i'm saying that right but we have to know how to uh to do it just like when you go on a job you don't come in a job as a supervisor you know what i'm saying you, most of them supervisors they started as box boys or they started as cashiers and they learned and they grew um so that way when they had other box boys or other cashiers to come in that feel discouraged or, or they say, Hey man, I understand the struggle. I was there. You know what I'm saying? Um, but just to encourage you, man, um, like you doing it right, man, crucifying that flesh every day, man. Um, uh, and it, it, and in turn, it, it sharpens you, man. And it, and it, and it builds you up and it makes you, it makes you stronger, man. Uh, uh, so continue to continue to do it, man. Continue to, and, and iron sharpens iron. So this is just, it's a way, you know, for us coming together tonight, it's a way for us to rejuvenate each other and sharpen each other. So that way the next day when we, we have another opportunity, um, because we have a, a new, it's a, it's, it's, it's a new day. It's a new opportunity to uh, be better than we were yesterday. We you know Prentice, Prentice mm -hmm. the one man that just, I all, when I'm on here guys, I'm on here for all my brothers that's struggling in Newberry County, man. And I, I mean, all over the world, but, I just know so many. We had another group, man. We called it Righteous Brother. And I'm going to call his name because I believe in him. His name is Chad Fleming. And he used to come to me all the time and just tell me how he was trying so hard. But his lifestyle draws him back. But, man, you're talking about somebody that can read the Bible and quote scripture, man, and just keep driving and keep driving. I love Chad, man. I love Chad Fleming like he's my own little brother, man, because he's just, he's me. He's Jerome, man. Him and I, we talked about it back in those days. And and I know he keep trying. And I just want to give him a shout out. Hey, Chad, if you listen to me, I done left. Keep trying, man. Just keep, like, I love the words that Darren used, crucifying your flesh. 
and keep getting back up and keep trying and keep trying and you'll get it. Just keep hanging on, man. And that's for all the young brothers, man, that's out there trying and, and get scrutinized and, and make feel like they can't get it. Just keep trying, guys. You, you'll get there. And I'm trying with you because I'm still trying too. So, and we got guys on this group that's helping me be a better me. And and I thank God for them. Yeah. You know what? Hey, you know what about our favorite, favorite disciple now. We can't forget about Peter. You know why we love Peter so much? <laughs> uh, we know why. Because Peter, Peter, Peter will mess up for us and show us how to get right. Right, 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 right. <laughs> yeah, he, Peter, he's like, oh, you did that? Let me show you what I did. Let me tell you what I did. See, I walked with the man, and I still get beside a bear and call down curses. So I would, you know, that's Peter. Right, right. You know? So but he, you know, the good sir, thing, when you say you're talking about Peter and, and you're talking about how uh, Paul talks about the struggle between the spirit and the flesh, if you think about Peter, Peter would go off in a heartbeat. Mm -hmm. Go just like that. Mm -hmm. he, he cut the servant's ear off. Jesus put it back on. He denied Christ. I mean, not just once, but three times. That's right. The crazy part about all what Peter did, after the day of Pentecost, Peter got up and preached, and over 5,000 people were saved. They said that even the shadow of Peter, the same one that cut people ear off, did all the cursing, he did not Christ. When he walked down the street, people came and laid on the street, and as this man passed, People were healed and people were delivered. Just mm -hmm. same. And Paul talks about that struggle. He said, I get up in the morning, I'm going to give God glory. I'm going to give him praise today. But as soon as I walk out the door and Fred Flintstone cut in front of me, <laughs> Jesus. But the key is, the key is, we think about Peter. The, the, the key is not only for Peter, but for us. When we find ourselves in a situation, in a circumstance where we've gone astray, where we've allowed the flesh to lead us, and we're in this position that we know we're not supposed to be in, God still loves you. Right. You are a king. You are his son. You are the one that he shedded his blood for. You are the one that he sacrificed for. And it don't matter what Charles do, don't matter what nobody else do, that will never change that. You still the son. Right. You still the king. And what right. and what the enemy will try to do, he will try to beat your behind because you messed up on one day. Well, you know, you're supposed to be a uh, man of God. Look where you're at now. How'd you get mm -hmm. And if we listen to him, he will torment you because you made a mistake. The same way I have to listen at, the same way I listen to him, I can listen to the king. I can do all things through Christ with strength in me. I'm a king. I'm a priest. Greater is he that's in me than he is in the world. Amen. Enemy try to do, he will try to he'll try to play it. But no matter where you at, 
that position that you're in, you still are a man of God. Amen. Man or woman. I got a question. Why why do why do why do we feel or why do y'all guys think that Peter was talked about the most? Like Peter pretty much was like Peter pretty much was like Jesus like go-to man. Like he was like like Jesus like always talked to Peter. Like he always really talked to Peter. Peter was all, even though Peter was a hothead, Peter would pop <laughs> off. Like Peter was like he was just like that, like if it was wartime, like Peter was that dude that you wanted on your squad. You know what I'm saying? Like, so why do you guys think that Jesus gravitated to Peter more um, than the other disciples? Like Peter, like it, throughout the process, throughout what we know, why do you guys think that 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 Peter was talked about the most or gravitated to the most? Uh, I, I think with the question Jesus asked the disciples, that who do they say that I, the son of man, am. And That's all right. of them began to give revelation of who the people said. But then when he asked the question, who do you say that I am? Peter was the one that got the revelation. Yes. The revelation that Peter got was that you are the Christ, the Holy One of God. And he said, I said that, that flesh and blood didn't reveal this unto you, but my Father which is in heaven. And upon this rock I will build my church. I think it was because Peter was who Peter was. He didn't try to hide it. He didn't put on air. He mm -hmm. was all about his business. And when Jesus called him, he called him from who he was. Peter's first admission to Jesus was he was a sinful man. Yeah. Because when he asked him to, to go to the boat, and then Jesus got on the boat and preached. When Peter realized who was before him, he jumped in the water and said, get away from me. I'm a sinful man. And Jesus said that I'm going to make you fishermen of men. I think it's because of his honesty and his ability to set aside himself to hear God, that God was with him. It's like the, the truth Jerome is saying. Yeah. That every day I don't get it right. When you realize that every day you don't get it right, that's the closer you are to God. Because right. the closer right. you are to God is the more that the enemy magnifies your in in inequality. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's why we see that he was so in touch and Peter was one of the trusted disciples is because of how he was willing to set himself aside and allow revelation to take over. Right. Also, I think it, I think it was his, his heart was pure. Yeah. His heart was pure. I think his intentions were pure. Um, I think the things that he did wrong were human things. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the human things that 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 we would do, he he said things that other the other disciples thought, yeah. um, and and like the and you know like I want to walk on the water, but he was like, nah, let me get on this. Like if it's you, let me come out. So it was almost like Peter was like, he was just a real dude. Like he was just a roundaway, like a real like a real dude. And I think that 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 was that was even in his. In imperfections like God still saw that he was genuine, he was legit, like he was yeah. a real guy, you know, and he trusted. And, and I think that God sees that in each and one of each and every one of us. Right, exactly. Because it's only by his grace and his love and his mercy that we're here today on this call. Amen. Talking about and giving God glory. And are, are we perfect? I mean, and do I go out and get everything right? No. no. I'm way, I'm, I'm, 
our phone was short. But yet at this time, when Christ was on the cross, he knew that in 2022, February the 9th, Charles had some shortcomings, but he saw Charles' heart the same way Peter was. And you know the good part? Peter was on the mountaintop of transfiguration. Wasn't but three, wasn't but, well, there were four people there. I mean, three disciples in Christ. And he had that experience. He had that encounter with God. He had that encounter. Well, all three of them had that encounter. Mm -hmm. And yet, after he got out of that presence, he went back down the mountain and Peter started doing some of the you know, sort of old thing, and, that, and that's the same thing with us. Sometimes we could be in the presence and feel like the glory of God is resting on your shoulders so hard it's, it can be life changing. But yet, when that encounter and all that experience is over, I kind of drift back to some of my old ways. You have to be careful, but yet at the same time, God allowed Peter. James and John to have that experience. And that's the same thing with us today. God has allowed us as believers and followers of him to have those experiences too. And some more. Amen. Amen. You know, I was talking to a good friend of mine, a brother of mine, and he was talking to me about this is a different guy than what I was talking about last week. He was talking to me about some stuff he was going through and, and you know, because some things were happening in his life. And, and I told him, I said, you, and he couldn't figure, he's like, you know, we going through this. I said, you in that dark place. If you don't go to that dark place, how can you talk somebody out of that dark place? Because you can stand there now and tell them I've been there. Yeah, I, I I can tell you how to get out of this now. I can I can relate to you because I've been there. I've been right where you are. And this is how God got me through this. That's right. And that's how we relate to Peter so much too, because we see it. Yeah. Peter said, I've done it. So what so cause which one of the disciples is, is, is going to question Jesus? Who would be the first one to question about what Peter. 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 Yeah. Yeah. And we sit around like, God, why this, why that? Mm -hmm. You know? Uh -huh. we It may not come out of our mouth because somebody told you don't question God. But um, all this here, I, I yeah. can't... I can't stop some of this sometimes. Stuff just is yeah. here. It, <laughs> it's running you. through here. And yeah. I'll see here. Well, I might well say it because he know I already done heard it. Uh -huh. <laughs> right? I know that's right. So I need to go on and get it out. Right. So he so he can go on and answer it and put me back where I mm. need to be at. Right. Because as mm. soon as you ask the question, he gives you the answer. Just that far. So if, if you're willing to listen. Do you, do you do you think the uh, I've been thinking about Peter, some of the stuff that he did, and I had to look at myself. Uh, man, I would tell y'all I've been in church where 
I didn't want to breathe. Mm. I was in church because I had such a hangover. If anybody was sitting beside me, <laughs> they probably would be intoxicated too. <laughs> now, 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 I, I, I can throw them stones at Peter. Why in the world he did that? Now, that don't make no sense. Come on, you right there in the presence of God, and you acting like that. You don't build up on the Mount Transfiguration. You don't walk on the water. And Charles was sitting right there in the middle of the sanctuary. Didn't he want to breathe because people will smell the liquor looking at everybody in the church? <laughs> now I know I'm the only one, but you know, I'm, but yet, oh God, but through his grace and his mercy, yes, sir, he knew that was just a moment in time. Mm -hmm. He said in February the 9th, 2022, mm -hmm. we'd be on a Zoom call giving him glory. Come Amen. On. The Amen. same thing that sitting in church that didn't want to didn't want to believe because he was so drunk, so intoxicated. Do you understand? You coming in the house of God intoxicated? Amen. Come on now. To me, I look back. There was no fear of God whatsoever. That's right. By the grace of God, here we are today, man. Ah. Uh, he and chose you for a reason. My God. One, one last question for people who may not who may not understand. Like the words, like throughout the whole night, we we've said grace and mercy a lot. Um, if somebody wanted, you know, maybe for people who don't understand grace and mercy, um, explain the difference um, between the two for somebody who may not be listening and may not understand. Well, mercy is when you don't get something you deserve. Mm -hmm. It's meaning that you did the crime and you've been caught red-handed and the punishment is death, but instead of giving the punishment, they let you walk away. Mm -hmm. Grace is the unfair favor that mm -hmm. caused you to get the mercy in the first place. So Amen. when you look at grace means that even though you deserved it, because you have a special relationship, it is unfair or unmerited favor that you walk in. My bishop used to say it's an unmerited favor of God. I mean, that you are in such a good place with God and you, it's like being on the job and your boss likes you better than everybody else. That's grace. Let me break it down to you uh, so they can get it, Glenn. I like the way you put unmerited, but I'm going to just tell you, it's like this. Jerome Boyd is a sinner who uh -huh. gave his life to Christ. And because I gave my life to Christ, I'm still a sinner. But God giving me grace to be able to get to heaven. I yep. don't deserve it. I don't deserve it at all. But he's going to give it to me. He's going to give it to me because I, I confess him as my Lord and Savior. And he gives you favor, even though we don't deserve it. Even though I, I don't deserve it. Yep. The unsolicited favor of God. That's great. Hey, that's, hey, man. This has been such a great, great night. Awesome night, man. The spirit been through the roof. Dakota did an excellent, excellent job. Like I knew you would, man. I, I was so excited. I mean, Jerome talked 
and, and we just knew it was time, and you definitely knocked it out of the park, man. Such a great job, man. Good job. It's that time for these shout-outs and takeaways. Brother Darren, give me something. Uh, I know I got on a little late, but uh, definitely stepped on some toes, Brother Dakota. Uh, <laughs> made, me, made me look at, uh, look at myself and, and my walk and create good habits as I continue to grow, uh, you know, uh, in, my, in my Christian walk. Um, uh, with God as well. Um, I just got, I just got from the day that, you know, like it's okay to, it's okay. You know what I'm saying? Like as strong as we are, we have, we, we get weary too. And it takes us being around other like-minded believers to, to strengthen us and to go back out there. So my, basically my takeaway is just keep your hand on the plow. Keep, keep going, keep trucking. Even when you, even when you, you ain't got nothing to lose. You already, you already done fell down, so you got nothing to lose. But so just keep, keep trucking, keep giving it all you got. So I, I appreciate y'all. God bless Good you, job, Darren. Good job, mm-hmm. hey man. Uh, this, this, this was one of the nights, like your first two nights on, with your energy. Oh yeah, man. It's, it's always good, but it was, it was really up tonight, and we really appreciate you. Good job, love you, sir. Amen, brother Prince. I think my takeaway from the night um, is in his title, Giving God Your Best. Because mm. um, when I can look at my day-to-day, uh, giving him my best, his best to me was allowing me to see another day. His best was his giving his son so I would have a chance to live a life. And, and over the years, you still you start to dwindle down a little bit of the sharpness. You start to dwindle down a little bit of the, the go get itness of, of preaching the word and, and standing on convictions. And, and so I think making a <clears throat> rededication of giving God my best mm-hmm. on a daily basis. Appreciate it, Dakota. Love you, brother. God bless you. Hey, that's good. That's good God stuff, you, friend. It's good stuff, man. As usual, love you, bro. Love you, brother George. Man, I tell you, I just oh man, <laughs> Jesus. I, I listened to brother Dakota on the night about giving you best. I thought about you know how I am in church sometimes, be on fire, and and come home, and you know, and it be times when I get so busy and doing what I, I'm doing and getting consumed and and it just really just just really made me reflect on myself uh that I need to give God more I need to give him a whole lot more than what I'm giving him it really was a gut check a gut check for me to uh tonight uh on that and um and and God know know how I am when it comes to him because he uses me to I mean here the I've been doing Bible Sunday school at church and it's just been so uplifting and so overwhelming. But Brother Dakota, awesome job on the night. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, and my takeaway, man, that I, 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 you know, I could do a lot more on that. I'm just being uh, humble and showing humility on tonight. It really just hit me in my heart and my chest. You know, almost feel like I'm in tears because of it. But, you know, I just want to tell the single men out there tonight that, man, you know, I'm over here by myself. You know, I thought about, you know, some of the things Jerome was saying, and 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 I don't always do what I'm supposed to be doing. Come you on. know, 
as a man of God and, and, and being single, it's it, like he said, it's a fight. It's a daily fight. Mm -hmm. Every day with my flesh, I have to deal with my flesh every single day. Mm -hmm. you know, I, I don't have a, a, a companion right now, but mm -hmm. that's why God has me where he has me had for, for over two, two years and eight months because he's working on me and I don't mm -hmm. always get it right. You know, and I fall short, Ooh. you know, you know, of, of the glory of God. But, but I thank God keeps uh, me, he keeps might. me from going over the edge and keeps me from, from, from truly, you know, falling. And then I think about his grace and his mercy, what we just got finished talking about. And I just think about it. If it had not been for God on my side, where would I be? And I think about it. I thank y'all brothers. I love y'all brothers so much. Hey, good job. Great word. And 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 thanks for the um humility, brothers, brother John, and the transparency. That's such a huge, huge part of every step of the way and what we what we represent and what we try to represent and what we stand for. Good job. Love you too. Brother Charles. Uh Cody, uh, you did a great job, man. I, I thank God for using you. God bless you. God be the glory. Mm -hmm. You the truth with us. Because uh, you know the truth, man, will set you free, and we know that the truth is uh, uh, the truth is quick, powerful, and it cuts all the way down to separating of the soul. And when you were teaching on this, man, I, I um, to a certain extent, I've been like the um, oh, the priest. I haven't given God my my best. Because at one point, man, the only thing I wanted to do was just pick up that word and read. The only thing I wanted to do was fall on my face and pray. The only thing I wanted to do was just get somewhere and worship him. Now, that's that was it. Where's daddy? Daddy over there reading the Bible. Where's daddy? Daddy in there praying. Daddy in there worshiping. Daddy. But yet, I found myself in a place where just what Malachi said, um, what I'm offering to God is uh, a half of a lamb, a lamb that's blind, a lamb that's crippled my prayer and my worship and my devotion toward him. And um, when you hear this, man, it cuts you to, to the core of who you are to a certain extent. Because you know the same way the priest, it's easy. I can look at that word and just look at what the priest were doing. But when it comes to Charles, and when that word reaches, that truth reaches down to Charles' heart, that where it it has, I have to, I, I have to make a change. Right. I, um, and but I thank you tonight, man. I, and and I'm. I'm <laughs> That hit home, man. Thank you. God Good job, brother. Good job, brother Charles. Love you, man. Love you, brother Dakota. Amen. Um, <clears throat> amen. Um, I want to see the the Prentice Brooks and brother Brooks because we were talking. We had a long talk this morning at the job, and I want to say this is your fault, Brooks. <laughs> uh, you said something today in your office. Now and whatnot, all of this stuff, like you said, 
I got a whole bunch of stuff here written down. And you were just saying, you know, it's sometimes you can have all kinds of stuff written down and won't even get to it. <laughs> yeah. I text Glenn Bynum a question yesterday, and I wanted to talk about that so bad tonight and whatnot. <laughs> and I even told you today, Brooks, I said, man, we're going to talk about this for maybe about 15, 20 <laughs> minutes, and then we're going to move on to this right here. And Brooks said, you said, don't be surprised if this thing take off and last the whole time. I said, yeah. man, I'm, man, I'm just going to say a little bit of man about doing our best to God, man. And I'm going to get on this right here about the thing <laughs> what I was talking to Glenn about and all that. And man, like I said, God just had his way on tonight. And, and it'll be something that I'll bring up at another time and whatnot. The thing that I text Glenn, because it was the reason why I text Glenn that and whatnot. But uh, I'll get back to that and whatnot. But um, Brother Jerome, God bless you, brother. I love your uh, your realness. Every time when you talk about things, man, to always remember whether you know it or not, or whether you like it or not, you are God's masterpiece, brother. The word of God says that we are his handiwork. We are his masterpiece. No matter how you may feel, like you said, you're going to mess up every day. I'm going to mess up every day. I got to repent every day and ask God for forgiveness. I just told Penny something. It is me, an elder, an assistant pastor in the church, but... Went to lunch Friday, friends. If you remember what I told you, went to lunch Friday with the two guys, with a guy on my crew and another guy. Mm. And here I am going to lunch, and I like God, dog boy. As <clears throat> soon as I came in, I went to printers. I said, "Man, them fools had me all up in hooters." That <laughs> wasn't that man. I'm greeted at the door with cleavage and breasts and thighs and all of that eye candy. I said, "God, dog man." Y'all got me up in here with all this, man, all this eye candy. I can't enjoy my burger or my fries. I got to look at the screen up there and watch the sports and whatnot, man, because, you know, all that's walking around up in there, man. I said, God, no, boy, y'all got me up in here. I wasn't even planning on coming in here for lunch with that. And I remember telling Prentice, and he started laughing. He said, man, I wouldn't even went. <laughs> I said, man, I know it, man. We up in Hooters, man. I said, God, dog, boy. But, man, all that breast and cleavage and thighs all up in there, man. But uh, God bless all you men of God, man. Uh, I thank God. Remember, uh, in the book of Galatians, it does tell us in the fifth chapter, in the 17th verse, that the desires of the flesh go against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. It's going to be that tug of war every day. Right. Right. That's good. Every day between the flesh and the spirit, man. But oh, which one are you going to lean on? Brother Todd, or, now Brother Todd, or Brother Jerome, you didn't knock all 32 teeth out of somebody today and whatnot. And that's a victory for you, brother. And whatnot. That guy flipped you off. He flipped you the middle finger. You didn't chase after him. You didn't do that. And that's what I'm saying. You obeyed the spirit instead of the flesh. It's a tug of war every day. Like you said, you got you seen the cartoons with Tom and Jerry with the angel and the devil on one shoulder. Which one are you going to be listening to? It's that right. tug every day. They both pulling. The spirit pulling you to do the right thing, the flesh pulling you to do the wrong thing. Uh -oh. Which one are you going to lean to? Amen. And that's what every man on here and everybody that's listening, you got to make that choice. Every Amen. day. The flesh is worn with the spirit every day. And when now God bless each and every last one of you. I hope you got guys got something out of it. Amen. Like I said, continue. Let's do our best for God. Let's continue to do our best. Let's give our best praise. Let's, when we go to church, let's be engaged. Let's be wrapped up in it. And let's continue to live for Jesus every day, despite what the devil might want us to do. The devil is a liar. 
and let's continue to live holy and do what God has us to do. Amen. Amen. Good job, Brother Dakota. Um, anytime you don't get through your lessons, you had a good night. <laughs> when, we, right. when we when we when we when we first started when we first started teaching, um, we rally. Anybody rally got through their notes unless they wrote down one thing. So now you got so now you got your certificate. <laughs> Great, awesome, awesome job tonight, Brother Jerome. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> When I went to brother, when I went to brother Todd about brother Dakota, brother Dakota, you, you didn't, you didn't disappoint at all. Uh, I went to brother Todd and I said, Hey man, it's time for Dakota. I don't know if you mm -hmm. thought about that, but it was time and man, you did not disappoint at all. But hey, my takeaway tonight is man, you really stepped on my toes in the area. I played baseball in the community league for Mount Olive Angels for 15 years. I was one of the loudest guys you ever see play baseball when you come down to the ballpark. I haven't got there with God yet. And that's what I learned tonight because if I can, if I can be about all the loudness on the baseball field and, and mm -hmm. glory and, you know, and cursing and yelling and, you know, mm -hmm. you know, you know, all the stuff that goes, I, I can't go into details on, 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 online right now, but I definitely can do a better job of praising God when I'm in church right. and right. raising up my hands and singing. Right. To the, I don't do that. So my takeaway tonight is I need to do a better job of not being embarrassed when I'm in church to show right. my love for God. Right, man. Mm. Amen. Good job, Jay. Awesome stuff, man. Good night. Good, good, good night for you tonight. Very active on your behalf. Your input is such a huge part of, of, of every yeah. Tuesday night. So good job. Yeah. Great job, brother Dakota. Um, man, before I turn it over to brother Glenn, my takeaway the praise and worship segment was what stood out to me. Um, at work, we have lunch detention where the kids act out, they get in trouble, whatever. So they've been allowed me to pretty much since I started to 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 talk to the kids because I'm going to school to be a counselor and they know they see my work in the mentoring and all that. And and a lot of times we associate praise with songs. And, it's, mm -hmm. and, and songs are a big part of praise and worshiping. But my praise, my praise, when I'm talking to the kids, I'm always talking about Jesus. You know what I'm saying? This, with, with what you did today, will it make Jesus happy? Will it, will it please him? You know what I'm saying? But when I talk, I have to talk about what Jesus means to me because everybody don't have, they have different, they have different religions or whatever. So when I talk to them, I talk in third person about everything that I do. Is it pleasing to him? And when it's not, he checks me in the inside. I, I, it don't be long before I realize I done made a mistake. So that praise and worship segment of the night really stuck out. Everything was good. A home run, Brother Dakota. Love you, man. So, so excited about having you on board in this part of it. So, Brother Glenn, take us home. Man, Dakota, awesome job, bro. I, I, I had no doubt. I watched you on Sunday, so I already knew what you were capable of. So I, I had no doubt whatsoever. I, you know, your zeal for God is, is unwavering, and that, that plays a large part in who you are and who you're becoming even more. Man, it's just, and like you said, we have to give more of, of God our best. Right. We all fall short. I, I'm sitting there telling nobody. I feel like being a Christian every day. I don't. Some days I swear I have to pray for him to keep me like my right. own. Friend. 
Amen. And then Jerome, man, you you say that, you know, I, I remember you from baseball. I remember from playing basketball and football against you. Uh, and uh, the zest and the zeal you have for that. I promise you, I see it now, even in your worship and your study of God's word. You Amen. do not fall short. And you don't have to be loud to have the power that you have. Your humility and grace <laughs> resonates with anybody that comes in contact with you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, dude, I tell you, I don't think you really realize how uh, integral you are to this group Amen. with the things that you'll make us pay attention to. And it, it's a blessing to me. You are such a blessing to me. I, I want you to know that. Amen. You, you all are. And, and there's something, I mean, as to, to see how God, I mean, this, it'll be two years in a couple, couple of weeks, one at a time. Yeah, May 10th. May 10th will be two years, and, and we have been there, and I can see the growth in myself, that, you yep. know, that, that I've changed. I'm not the same person that started on here, and that it is something. Darren comes in with the, the freshness and the newness and the... the yeah. um, power that he brings forth man it is mm -hmm. awesome what i tell you that i talk about you brothers all the time i do and it it is so so i don't got the way i ain't cry i don't cry no more but i'm about to cry boy yeah <laughs> boy you and jerome and charles used to be getting it in boy i'm like yeah, man good yeah. lord i'm about to turn the live off <laughs> it's just, i'm so full right now man just just remembering how far we have come and what God is doing in Dakota with the message he did. Are you giving God your best? And to know we still got work to do. Yes, we do. So far than where we came from, but we still got work to do. But it's it's a whole lot easier to walk with people that are trying to do the same thing you're doing oh and God. love you even when you mess up. Right. Amen. Amen. Oh and that's what I love about this group. None of us are perfect, and we don't confess to be perfect. Amen. Right. Amen. Right. Amen. Chad Fleming, got, he called you out. And so I, I tell you right now, I am available. Anytime, yeah. day or night, you call me, I'll meet you at the Waffle House. We got to get coffee. Yes, you know him, Do you know him, Glenn? I do not, but I promise you, you, you reach him out to me, I, I'll walk with it. God, just I, we, we, for I guess we, we, bro, that's what this is about. Anybody that wants to have a conversation, give us a call. Right, sure. We yes, ain't sir. scared. We ain't scared. We right here. Yes, I know sir. people are watching. They're like, "Well, I don't know how to get in touch with y'all." Yes, just, just text. Leave it talk. on every step of the way. Facebook page that you need to talk to one of somebody will get to you. Yes, sir. Man. I love y'all, man. I, I, I'm just, oof, I'm so full right now. It is, it's, it's, it's something. I, 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 I want, I don't want to challenge this the wrong word. I invite you to go and look at Road Rage by T.D. Jakes and mm. Epiphany. Oh, God, we need an epiphany. It was this um, past Sunday sermon uh, by T.D. Jakes. Those two, Road Rage, because Jerome, it definitely talks about Road Rage and how he forgot he was Bishop Jakes when this man <laughs> wow. and gave him the middle finger. He said he was talking to Thomas that day. 
And he talked about <laughs> how he stood up in the sunroof of his convertible and had an exchange of words and had to realize that he's Bishop Jake. <laughs> he can't do that like that. Let us know that no matter how powerful we are, how much we think we've arrived, right. we've got some work to do. And then, God, we need an epiphany. Mm -hmm. Ooh, when he talks about the prodigal son and the magi and the, the internal and external deception, oh mm -hmm. my God. Mm -hmm. I invite y'all to, to check those two out. They're powerful. Mm -hmm. And I, I just thank God for it. Anybody got any prayer requests? Anything we want to uh, put in the atmosphere? Mm -hmm. Amen. I want to give y'all prayer support. Uh, we had two babies that we prayed for last Tuesday. Uh, one was a little girl. She, the family, they had called the family, told them to go ahead, and uh, she wasn't going to make it. And me and her grandfather prayed together, and he said she's coming home tomorrow. Amen. 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 The one-year-old named Daniel last night had a fall, practice school, had a brain bleed. And they sent out prayer, man, and we began to pray and started a prayer chain. Daniel woke up this morning asking people why he chained down. Amen. I bless him. I bless him. let you know the enemy don't care how young you are. He's coming. Yeah. Amen. So you just got to keep them in prayer and know God is up to something. Our Father, our God, we thank you for the opportunity to always give you all glory, honor, and praise. And Father, we come together touching and agreeing in the spirit, God, that you are able to do all things but fail. So, Father, we lift up each and every man of whom is called God and every family, every those, God, that will come by way of looking at us by Facebook and on live right now that are connecting. God, we lift them up before you, Father, and we thank you for moving on their behalf. God, we mm -hmm. need a healing of this world, God, but not a healing, God, of the issues, but to be made whole in every way. Father, we thank you for the new revelation that you've given us, God, by way of Dakota tonight. Father, we ask you to return that virtue back to him. Father, not only him, God, but his leadership, God, that allowed him this moment to come forth, God. We ask that you touch their house and add such that should be added. Father, we thank you for the truth of the word, God, and how it touched our heart, Father, and makes us stand up and ask what must we do to be saved. God, yeah. we thank you for everything you're doing, God, how you're making ways that are no ways, opening doors that no man can shut. Father, we continue to give you all glory, honor, and praise. Father, and ask that you order our steps in your word that we might not sin against you. God, we thank you for everything you're doing and how you're connecting us even more together, God. And Father, everyone that is attached, God, we thank you for them right now. Continue to bless, heal, deliver, and step free. It's in the amen. master's name of Jesus Christ we do pray. All in agreement say amen and amen. 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 Um, amen. Great hey, night tonight, everybody. Um, Brother Prentice. It's on you next Tuesday if you want it. If not, just hit me up. If you don't want it, just hit me up. Hey, Todd, have a blessed um, week. Glenn. Yeah. Prentice, well, I, can, I, can I ask Prentice, can I have it next week? Yeah, you can get it, Glenn. I'll get the week out. Yeah, because uh, God has given me a revelation on healing and being made whole. And, brother, I got to teach that because it is deep. Mm, all right. That's going to be awesome. Looking forward to it. All right, love you, brothers. Anybody right, else got anything else before we go? Hey, Glenn, what was that second sermon you talking about by, by Jake? The first one was Road Rage. What's the second one? God, we need an epiphany. We need an epiphany. Yes. I'm okay. Thanks. Pull that up on Google and Google that. Yes, sir. All right, y'all. Everybody have a good night and a blessed right, week. Girl. And be good careful night, in that Super Bowl party.
<laughs> don't go to Hooters right. to Florida for the Super Bowl party. I know, right? I <laughs> don't go. Don't go where? The Hooters. The Hooters. Huh? You know he. You know he liked their wings. <laughs> <laughs> I do too, but I get them to go, and I I keep my eye closed while I'm in there. <laughs> one eye, one eye closed, right? Yeah. I ain't looking at nothing. <laughs> <laughs> well, get my wheel, I get out of here. 